Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. I am so grateful. Hey, thank you for passing the messages on to family members and friends. Uh, Really, the easiest thing to do is to uh, let people know about the website. All the messages are there. It's tomoleary.org, T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y.org, and they can get all the messages. Also, if you're able to give a financial gift to keep the podcast rolling, uh, that would be such a blessing. I'm so grateful for those who are able to donate. It just uh, keeps things rolling, and I'm so, so blessed by it. Um, you know, I love when people interact and even give ideas. And a dear, dear friend of mine uh, this past week uh, planted a, a, a seed thought, I'd like to call it, and a, a concept, an idea for a podcast. And so uh, he's a wonderful friend. He's my weekly prayer partner. And so I just wanted to to jump right into the the seed thought, the message that, that he uh, suggested. And here it is. Okay, this is the title. This is where we're going. The setback is a setup for the comeback. <laughs> Let me say it again. The setback is the setup for the comeback. That's what God does in our lives. Every one of us, each one of us have setbacks in life. But we have to understand that God is doing something bigger, something better, and he takes those setbacks, he works in us and forms us and changes us and gives us new vision. And it's hard. It's hard. It's really difficult. But he's in it and he's just setting you up for the comeback. And the comebacks are Awesome. If you've ever watched a ball game and your team is down, you know, it could be football, could be basketball, could be any sport. And in the last, you know, few minutes, they make a run for it and they come back and they, they win the game. That's when you really feel the victory because you endured the pain. You, you had to persevere. And that's what we're all about on the Keep Moving Forward podcast. That's why it's called Keep Moving Forward, to live a life of perseverance. So I think of setbacks and how they can come in different ways. I've shared this before, but one practice that I do and maybe you could visualize this, or if you're taking notes, you could even draw it or doodle it, or if you're a doodler, you can draw it on paper. But uh, think of the five Olympic rings. Uh, If you're familiar with that, they have the three rings on top, they have the two rings below, and they're all five rings are, are interlinked. And so what I do is I literally draw that on a piece of paper, and on the first ring, I write spiritual. At the second top ring, I write emotional. On the third one, I write physical. On the bottom first one, I write relational. And then on the last bottom one there, uh, I write financial. And what I try to do is evaluate my life and do a spiritual gut check, an evaluation, and how am I doing spiritually? How am I doing emotionally? How am I doing physically? How am I doing in my relationships, relationally? And and am I managing finances wisely? You know, how am I doing financially? And so all those things uh, 
are interlinked in, and they affect our life. Well, it kind of occurred to me this week that you and I, we could have a spiritual setback where we're just kind of feeling like we're in the dark or we're in the desert. We just, we feel spiritually dry. Uh, we, we have a sense like, where is God? And is he even hearing my prayers? And all, all of those kind of things. It could be spiritual warfare that Ephesians chapter 6 talks about where there is an enemy of your soul. And, and so we can have these spiritual setbacks, um, emotional Oh, my word, where you're experiencing maybe deep sadness, uh, possibly depression or, or worry or fear, fear, you know, all these different emotions that can come, you know, just a wave and, and the wave after wave after wave. And so we can have like an emotional setback. Certainly our physical health where you get the doctor report and it's not good. It's not good. I have a dear friend of mine who said, man, my whole life, my routine was I go to the doctor. He looks me over five minutes later. He goes, you're good to go. You're good to go. Well, this past year, it didn't go that way. He said, uh, we got a problem uh, and it's not you're good to go. And he ended up being diagnosed with prostate, prostate cancer. And he's, he's walking that out and, and trusting God. And he, he, you know, praise God. He's, he's getting, uh, healed up and better. And, you know, after, uh, you know, procedures and all of that. Uh, but, you know, we can have a physical health setback. You know, you could get COVID. You could get, a really nasty sore throat. You could, you know, just not be feeling energetic like you used to. All of those can be a physical setback. Or certainly when our loved ones, uh, my wife Sherry has gone through a real uh, stomach bout as of late. She's now coming out the other side of being uh, healthy and strong, but you know, it was like a two month ordeal. So that that's a physical setback. What about our relationships. Oh boy, that can be one a relational setback where you and your loved one are, you know, get into a big time argument and boy, those are not fun and your heart can get broken and, and all of that. You know, I have a dear friend who's going through really, really tough time in his marriage. That's a relational setback. In his words, it was like our marriage was so great for 13 years and now this last six months, it's just been uh, unhealthy and not not happy, and and he's trying to do everything he possibly can to to uh, get it back to where it was, and and so that that's just you know it takes two to tango, obviously, but that you know that's a relational setback, and then certainly <clears throat> finances, you know, you, uh, a financial setback, and those aren't fun either. You know, you, you get the big bill that you weren't, you know, expecting or, uh, boy, tax season and you, it, you have to pay more taxes than you were planning on and all of that. And so you get the picture. We, we can all have these setbacks, but I want to encourage you and kick this thing off as we're talking about the setback is the set up for the comeback is Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the New Testament, it says this. It's the definition of faith. And it, that's what it's going to take. Anytime you have a setback, 
It's going to take faith to overcome. And that scripture says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain about what we do not see. Okay, you're sure of what you're hoping for. So you're, you're hoping for the comeback. Of course we are. We're hoping that, that God is up to something. He's doing something. And then we're certain about it. That's the faith, even when we don't see it. Hebrews 11, verse 1. We're certain about what we do not see. You know, it's interesting. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 18 talks about the unseen, what we can see and what we cannot see, but that the Lord is working something awesome, powerful, miraculous, glorious. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, meaning the, the natural or what's before us, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Wow, my head is exploding right now in a wonderful spiritual way. <laughs> we, we can't focus on the temporal. We got to be focusing on the eternal because that's what matters. What, whatever's going to last forever. And, and Jesus even talked about it in Matthew 6 about the Father is unseen, but he sees all that you're doing. And so, you know, it's mysterious and, and, uh, and wonderful all at the same time. But what I want to encourage you with is God is working in the unseen, the things you don't quite see or are experiencing at the level that you want to. But see, that that's all about the setback, you know, but now he's doing the set up. God is positioning you for the comeback. And let's, let's just dive into some great, great Bible stories. I, I want to talk to you about five different Bible characters. Uh, the first one is Joseph from the Old Testament. Joseph, what a life he lived. Uh, he's, he's loved by his father, Jacob, uh, even favored. Uh, that didn't work out real well with his brothers. His brothers really hated him. And then Joseph had this amazing dream and, you know, that people would be bowing down to him. And that made his brothers even more ticked off. And so they, uh, they go and beat him up and, rip off his beautiful coat that his his father Jacob had given him and and they're they're gonna kill him and then they didn't want the blood on their hands so they throw him into a pit and just just leave him there. Yeah probably leave him there to die. And uh and then a band of gypsies come <laughs> pretty much come uh walking by and so they sell sell him as a slave instead of killing him they figure well let's just get him out of here. Well, so now he's in Egypt and he's being promoted, high-powered guy named Potiphar, and and then he uh, gets falsely accused, gets thrown in prison for taking a pass at Potiphar's wife, and then he interprets a dream, he gets out of prison, you know, all of this is going, and then he gets promoted, and then as the story goes, his brother's are in a famine, and so they're seeking help. They don't know that he's like the highest 
in power in pretty much the whole world because you know Egypt was ruling uh, at that time. And his brothers come and he goes, you know, it is I, Joseph, your brother. <laughs> They're all freaking out. And he ends up blessing them. And, and, you know, out of this whole thing with Joseph, there's a powerful verse in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And it says this. This is how Joseph responded. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Wow. If that doesn't grab a hold of what we're talking about. Joseph had a setback. They intended to hurt him. That was the setback. And he uh, is getting prepared to the promotion. And then he gets the comeback and he gets promoted and is like the, you know, second in command of the whole, you know, nation. That's a comeback. That's a comeback. And so what I like to say about Joseph, he went from the pit to the palace. That's the deal with Joseph. From the pit to the palace. The setback was the pit and the prison, for that matter. And he's getting set up by God for the comeback from the pit to the palace. Hey, let's talk about Moses of the Old Testament. Uh, Moses, uh, also in Egypt at the time, uh, there's a decree of killing, uh, you know, uh, baby boys and and so, uh, as you, if you know the story, you know, his mother puts him in a basket and sends him down, uh, the river and Pharaoh's daughter, the, you know, the royalty Pharaoh's daughter finds the basket, finds the baby. Uh, and there you go. Now he's being raised in royalty as an Israelite, as a Jewish man. He's, he's being raised, uh, in royalty by Pharaoh's daughter and, he grows up and then fast forward, gets into a fight with an Egyptian soldier, pushes him down. The guy dies. Now Moses is freaking out and he has his desert experience and he is just hiding out. You talk about going into your cocoon and not wanting to deal with reality or life or the world or people. That's where Moses was. And then God, it was, a, it, okay, so that was the setback, Right. But guess what? God was setting him up. And there's a powerful uh, moment where God speaks to Moses uh, through a, a burning bush. So totally, totally miraculous. And, and so he sends Moses back to deliver the Israelites, deliver the people. He leads them. The ar- Egyptian army is trying to chase him down and kill him. And God parts the Red Sea and he leads his people out of slavery into freedom. And Exodus chapter 14, verse 29 and 30 captures it by saying, But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Imagine that. Get that picture in your mind. If you've ever been to the aquarium in Monterey, Monterey Bay Aquarium, you know, they have this glass wall and there's these sharks going by. I kind of imagine that, you know, they're walking through the, and there's walls of water, miraculous. And that, and so they go through, the Egyptian army tries to follow them. And as it says that day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. Because when they went through the water, 
crash back down and that was the end of that army. So God had this purpose for Moses. And so I like to say for Moses, he went from the desert to the destiny. God had the comeback all along. He knew it. He was setting Moses up. He was forming this character in him in that desert season. And he led him to his destiny, from the desert to the destiny. I think of Ruth. That's a great one from the Old Testament. Let's talk about some of the godly women of the Bible, Ruth. And so Ruth has a hard uh, life. She's uh, a childless widow. Uh, then she marries uh, these for- a foreigner, and, and as does her sister. Uh, their husbands die. And so she decides, I'm going to follow uh, my mother-in-law, Naomi. And it's a classic verse where Naomi is trying to say, Ruth, you don't want to come with me. And Ruth says, uh, yes, I do. And so in Ruth chapter one, verse 16, Ruth replies to Naomi and says, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. That was what Ruth was saying. Uh, Ruth uh, was following Naomi to who, you know, with the God of Yahweh, you know, Yahweh, uh, the Lord of, uh, of the Israelites, our God, the one and true only God. And so Ruth, who was not uh, Jewish, she's like saying, Naomi, I'm following you and your people will be my people. And so they go all the way to Jerusalem. Uh, she meets this godly man named Boaz. And as scripture says, Boaz was her kinsman redeemer. I love that little verse. It's in Ruth chapter three, verse nine, a a kinsman redeemer. It means like a, a savior. And it was kind of prophetic, like that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. And so Ruth has this horrible setback uh, her husband dies. She's she's going to now travel to a, a distant land, but she's she's trusting Naomi. She's trusting Naomi's God, our God, and and then she meets this Boaz. He marries her. They have a child, and now here's a trip. Hang on to your hat for this one. Their kid is Obed, and Obed is the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of David of the Old Testament. So God had a setup for Ruth in that her child would be the grandfather to one of the most famous people of the Bible, King David, David. And and that also means that it was part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Is that a mind blower that God had this all along? There was a setback and she was getting set up. And now she was a part of being a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. You talk about a comeback. Oh, my word. Okay, I'm going to give you two more. Uh, Let's go to the New Testament and Apostle Paul. And, you know, Paul is this uh, religious man, but... uh, a Pharisee, uh, legalistic, and literally at that time his name was Saul, and he's he's persecuting Christians and having them killed, and so 
he is in this whole different worldview. Well, he has a come to Jesus moment, literally. <laughs> he gets knocked off a horse. This voice is like, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And that, that's the best I can do on that one. And Saul, it's like, who are you? <clears throat> he says, I'm Jesus. And so he, has, he literally has this come to Jesus moment. He's blinded in that moment. Uh, gets his sight back and then goes into that whole spiritual formation where God had to change his heart. And then Paul goes on to be the greatest missionary pastor the world has ever known. He penned the majority of the New Testament and just, I mean, so powerful. So how I like to say it about Paul is he went from persecuting to pastoring. How about that? <laughs> he was trying to kill Christians and then he ends up leading you know, more people to Christ than ever before from persecuting to pastoring. And you know, that's a story of redemption. So we can think of so many people that we know that we're totally living a life of sin and just reckless and and so far from God. And they have a come to Jesus moment and it, it radically redeems them, radically renews them, radically saves them and changes their life. And so for Paul, that's what happened from persecuting to pastoring. And lastly, I want to talk about Jesus Christ. Think about our Savior. Think about, we just celebrated Easter. Think about when Jesus was crucified on the cross. What would look and appear to be the all-time greatest setback ever. Because all his followers in that moment were like, game over. I I thought we were going to, you know, he was going to be the king. And, and, and again, they were looking at it a very temporal way, not an eternal way. And, and so, you know, from Friday to Sunday, it, it was dark days. And everyone thought, throw in the towel. It's all over. Game over. And then, on that Sunday, he resurrects from the dead. The stone is rolled away. You can't find him in the grave. And then he comes back and, and appears and meets with, uh, you know, the godly women that were following him, the disciples. He had to come back another time to Thomas because Thomas was doubting. And when Thomas sees him, he's like, you know what his response was? My Lord and my God. Woof! You talk about a comeback. And now here we are a couple thousand years later and billions of followers of Jesus Christ. It is amazing. And so the way that I would say it for Jesus Christ, the the most beautiful one in all of uh, mankind, history, universe, the living God, fully man, fully God, I would say from the grave to glory. And you talk about that grave to glory. And so it's it's the victory. It's the victory that, that Jesus has done for us. And, you know, in Luke 24, verse 51, it talks about the ascension where Jesus goes back to heaven. And see, that's, that's the glory right there as well. And he's coming back again one day. And so it's just so powerful when we take a look at what, what the master plan really is. And it just 
gives us that strength and that faith to know God is working in the unseen. And, you know, I just want to close on a verse. Let me recap of, of what we've looked at today. And I want to close on Romans 8, 18 and encourage you. But we, we, we started with, with Hebrews 11, 1. You got to have faith, you know, sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. Okay, so God's working in the unseen. So we had Joseph from the pit to the palace. We had Moses from the desert to the destiny. We had Ruth from loss to love. From loss to love. She lost everything and then God blesses her with a man of God, Boaz, and gives her a child from loss to love. Uh, Apostle Paul from persecuting to pastoring. And then from Jesus Christ from the grave to glory. That's what it's all about. And that's what God, whether you see it or not, that's what he's doing in your life. I'm telling you, the setback is a set up for the comeback. And so let me end on Romans 8, verse 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. God is doing a greater thing and it is all a part of his greater purpose and his plan for your life. And he is going to bring to you and reveal glory in you. And with that, I just want to pray for you and encourage you that God is on the move on your behalf. So let me pray. Father, thank you for each person uh, listening to this podcast. And I pray, God, that whatever setback they're experiencing that, God, they would know that you're doing something greater, you're preparing, and it's just a setup for the ultimate thing that you're doing, and that's the comeback. So, God, give them strength, give them peace that surpasses understanding, goes above what we can figure out. Encourage them, let them know of your great love and your mercy, and that, God, There's a redeeming purpose in every pain. Remind them of that, Lord. Bless them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am so encouraged. Again, thanks so much um, for interacting, for giving ideas for podcasts. Thank you so much for passing the message on to a friend or you know other people that you maybe are in a small group with or uh, that you just think would benefit perhaps from this. Maybe you know someone who's going through a really big setback. Well, I would encourage you to send them this message. Uh, thanks again if you're able to donate. Uh, the podcasts are always free, but if, if you are able to give a small donation, that is so appreciated. Thank you. And never forget... God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless.